Well, hello, wonderful leaders, everybody who is listening and everybody who's in the room right now. I love that we have this time. Develop as leaders. Last Wasn't it last week Judy Brown talked about not quitting? How beautiful was that? Uh, had to uh, want to do all we can to make sure we keep grabbing the amazing wisdom from wonderful Judy Brown. But today we got some wisdom from somebody who's not as handsome, as beautiful as Judy. No, no. But as full of life and Jesus and uh, somebody, honestly, who drips culture um, as, I mean, as much as anybody I've ever met. We're so, so thankful to have uh, Eric Sewing on this staff team, leading, being a boss, serving, been here from the jump, and so incredibly proud of you. So what do you have for us today? We're ready to grow. We're ready to grow. I, got, I have my pen. I have my notebook. I have my Bible. I'm ready to go. Thank you so much, Pastor Earl. I just love that Pastor Earl always takes notes. You know, like he always is taking notes. So thank you so much for being such a great example. Um, I do want to say to Surf Team that's listening to this, like post this moment, um, we can't do what we do without you. And it's this sense of calling that you have on your lives that we see in you that just helps everything that God is calling this church to do. So just don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of that, how much we love and care for you. Um, okay, y'all, y'all ready to jump in some Bible here? Let's jump in some Bible. We're going to go uh, Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through uh, 26, okay? I'm going to read New King James Version because it's, it's my favorite Bible. It's a little bit old school, okay? But this is, this is what I started with when I first got saved, okay? Lance. <laughs> okay, then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought to him a blind man, and he begged him to touch him. This, obviously, Jesus is who they brought this to, okay? So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands on him, and he asked if he saw anything. And he looked up. The man looked up, and he said, I see men like trees walking. Verse 25, it says, then he put his hands on his eyes again, and he made him look up. And he was restored, and he saw everyone clearly. And then he sent him away to his house, saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in your town. I um, wanted to talk a little bit about how sometimes you can see things a certain way, and you just kind of really need Jesus to kind of touch your eyes again so you can see it right. I feel like life will kind of do this to you. You know, like you can kind of start off seeing something one way, and then life just gets a little bit busy and kind of crazy. And it's like you kind of start to see things a little bit wrong. You know, this week is like we're talking, it's going to be Vision Sunday this week, okay, this Sunday. So go ahead and bring your notebook and bring your pen. Get ready to take some notes, okay, because Pastor Earl is going to be lining us all up to where we're aligned as a church, whether you're in San Antonio or whether you're in Guatemala City, that we're all just seeing the same thing. How you see things is really, really important. And there have been a couple things that I've learned in my life that are like, ah, you know, I kind of just like can get a little bit off and I need Jesus to just kind of just touch my eyes. I don't know if I don't want Jesus to necessarily spit on my eyes. You know, like I don't want that. Okay, that's awkward. But I need him to touch my eyes and help me to see things properly. Okay, so the first one, the first one. Systems are vital, but people follow people. Systems are vital, but people follow people. Okay, uh, for, for our staff team, okay, growth track is going to get you team members, okay, but people that are really going to follow you and jump on your team are going to be people that you have influence over. So if you're just expecting growth track to just be a farm league for your team, I think you're missing it. So just get your eyes touched, get in the lobby, get some influence, serve some people, invite them to your connect groups, because those are going to really be the people that are going to push the vision forward. 
I approve of this, okay? Like, if you can, some of the, you, in the room, you can kind of see my loafers, okay? Um, I wear these bad boys out, okay? Like, I just, these are, if you, if there's any photos of me, probably from the last year and a half, okay? There's a 99% chance I'm wearing these, okay? I'm also, I think there's only one other person that I know that actually wears these, okay? Um, but Jordan 1s, probably everybody in this room has Jordan 1s. You know, like everybody's wearing Jordans, right? I feel like, or Jordan 1s or Jordan Dunks, you know, like I don't, I'm not a big shoe person. I'm a loafer person. Olu, is it Jordan 1s? What is it? Jordan? Okay, Olu. My loafer game is strong. Yeah, Olu says it's Jordan 1s. Why does everybody want to wear Jordan 1s? Because whenever Michael Jordan in the 80s dropped 63 against the Boston Celtics, it was like through the legs, through the legs, bop, bop, dropping it, he was wearing Jordan 1s. Whenever Michael Jordan was in the dunk contest, okay, and he's like doing reverse slams and jumping from the free throw lines, it was not in loafers. <laughs> it was in Jordans. Now the generations that, you know, like it's been years uh, since then, but like really, it connects to actually a person. Because these loafers right here, I mean, you know, like, I would choose these, but these, they can have the same distribution plan. It can have the same, um, there can be just as many loafers created as Jordans, but people aren't buying these loafers. They're buying the Jordans because systems are vital, but people follow people. People follow people. Number two, number two. Uh, we work in the physical but what we do is spiritual. You just, you know, this is, that, this is just a, a reminder, like, hey, maybe you're seeing it wrong. Just Jesus needs to touch your eyes again. Because we're a part of the greatest story that is ever being told. And this narrative is not about lights, and it's not about, like, bubble machines and littles and next generation. Like, this is actually about soul reformation. Like, we are a part of something that has been happening for generations and decades and decades. We are a part of the greatest story ever, ever being told. And this is why the church actually thrives despite seasons. It actually thrives in like the most difficult times because it's not about fancy and it's not about physical. It's about spiritual. So yeah, maybe we're running cables and yeah, maybe we're on PCO or like, yeah, maybe we're like running around to pick up flowers through all throughout the city. But what we do is spiritual. Yes, maybe we're sending rave cards and out an invitation and we're like tagging people on Instagram. But what we do is spiritual because the church will thrive even in the most difficult times because it's about the soul. I remember when I first gave my heart to Christ, you know, I was in like, I was 19, you know, like when I really gave my heart to Christ. I grew up in church, you know, did like played church, you know, but like my life is yours, Jesus, happened when I was 19. And um, I felt this call on my life. Like I wanted to, like, I wanted to help change the world. And I knew that it wasn't going to be a part of like social reform. I knew uh, that it wasn't going to be like if we like change the education system, which there needs to be social reform. And I think our education system, you know, needs some edits, you know, and uh, but it wasn't going to be through that for me. I knew that I was called to help preach the gospel. And I remember there was this moment where um, I felt like God spoke to me and he was like, hey, Eric, you're going to be a part of a church um, that changes a generation. 
So there's been like this drive in, like, in me, you know, like to see what God is going to do because I have this promise from him that I'm going to be a part of a church that is going to change a generation. I'm, I'm going to be a part. I don't feel like I'm actually called to lead that church, you know, like, and that's why I'm here at Shoreline City and pa- under Pastor Earl and Anika because they're the ones that have that calling on them. But I'm called to be a part of a church that's going to change a generation. So there's this drive, like the call that is in, on the inside of me. It's not like a physical one. It's a spiritual call. And you can, like, sometimes kind of get it twisted, and I just need Jesus once again to, like, touch my eyes and be like, Eric, don't forget, okay, yeah, yeah like, yep, you, you went to Bible school to learn, like, some spiritual truths, and, like, afterwards, you went to, I went to um, business school, and I got my degree in business because, you know, like, the guts of something and the internal of something is just as important as, like, the outward appearance of something, and I knew if I was going to help lead a successful church, like, everything had to be lined up internally, so we can like accurately present what God is wanting to do in our nation and in our city. But I'm not trying to be Jeff Bezos. I'm trying to be like Jesus. Like this is, this is the strive that is inside of us. What we do is physical, but we're not, I mean, I want to live yacht life, but the goal is not yacht life, okay? Like the goal is soul reformation. I don't work at a church. I'm called to change a city. There just has to be this drive on the inside of you. Well, what we do is physical, but really, y'all, don't get it twisted at your job and with your family, for our staff team, wherever you may be listening to this. What you do is also spiritual. And you can be working for an accounting firm and still be the light of Jesus Christ in your job and workforce. Okay, number three, because we have a time limit here. Okay, number three. This will be my last one. Uh, rest that replenishes is not found in disengaging, but through engaging with the source. Rest that replenishes is not found in disengaging, but through engaging with the source. Uh, Man, y'all, sometimes after like a long day, you know, like, uh, you know, I have two kids, you know, that are under three, okay? So it's wild, okay? And they're, you know, you just, you get them to bed, you know, after like, you have to like fight them to fall asleep, you know? And uh, you just want to like, I just want to get some like ice cream and Netflix. And I don't even care what I'm watching, you know, like I'll literally just watch pointless YouTube videos for like, because I'm like, yo, I just need to like, but that's not actually, that doesn't really give me rest. What I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do is disengage, but what I really need is rest. And it doesn't come from disengaging. Now, we, we, um, we know this is like a very common sense thing. Okay, for, for Christmas, uh, Gio got this Jeep, okay, y'all? And it's like this motorized Jeep. It has a remote control. Like, it's, it's awesome, okay? And he, Gio will wear that thing out, okay? Like, he'll cruise around the little neighborhood that we have until, like, the battery is dead. What the Jeep needs when it, the battery dies is not to sit in the house. The Jeep not moving doesn't do anything for the Jeep. You actually have to plug the Jeep in for it to be charged. Now, I know that sounds common sense, but you know, you just kind of sometimes, you just need Jesus to kind of come up and rub up on your eyes and remind you that the rest that you need is actually not going to be found in disengaging. That actually can lead you to like bad places, but that may be another talk, okay? But you actually need to engage with the source that's going to charge you up. You need to be plugged in. So, God, I thank you so much for this team. I thank you for every serve team member that's listening. 
Jesus, would you just help us to refocus on the things and see things correctly? God, I pray even for Vision Sunday that we have coming up, God, and all the things that are coming up in the years to come. God, I just pray that we would be a church family that is unified, one voice, one body. God, I'm praying that life and situations and politics and this and that would not distort our vision. But Jesus, would you just so graciously and mercifully come along whenever we're getting things twisted and would you just rub our eyes to remind us that this is your story, Jesus. And we get to play a part in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.